This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Got game seven of the NLCS Phillies Snakes Diamondbacks. Tied 1-1 here in the bottom of the third. This is a great night. A great night to be alive. And so we appreciate you joining us on this great night to be alive right here. Where else but CBS Sports Radio. We are now learning more and more details about the Michigan cheating scandal. Nothing has been proven to be true yet. But if this illegal sign-stealing scandal by Michigan is proven to be true, this is as big of a deal as the Astros cheating scandal. It, to me, it's the equivalent. And that's why if, again, proven to be true, right now they're just allegations and accusations, if proven to be true, Jim Harbaugh should be fired immediately and Michigan should not be allowed to compete for a championship this year. You cannot have a program, again, if found guilty of cheating, to compete and win a championship this year. How is that? What do we, how does that make any sense? You cannot do it. I said before, but for me, this is the baseball, or I should say the college football version of the Astros cheating scandal. Look at the similarities here. And in case you aren't aware of all the details, I know there's a lot coming out. Don't worry, I'll fill you in as we go. Please stay along. I will guide you the best way I can. So you know, right? Everyone knows about the Astros cheating scandal. You have the camera fixated on the catcher signs. You bang the trash can. Boom, one bangs a, a fastball. Two bangs, bang, bang, here's a curveball. Three bangs, bang, 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 here's a, here's a changeup. And in real time, the Astros figured out a way to let whoever's at bat know what pitch is coming so they can have a better chance to get on base and obviously have success. That was the Astros cheating scandal. Michigan football is doing the football equivalent of that. Here's what Michigan is being accused of. Connor Stallions is a Michigan staffer. He allegedly, either himself or had other people go in his place, would buy tickets to future opponents' games of Michigan. So if Penn State played Michigan on, let's say, November 30th, he would go to a Penn State game on November 5th. And what would he do? He or whoever you know he chose to go in his place would go to the game, would sit 45-yard line, high enough up, though, to get a direct view of of the sideline, and they would pull out their phone and record the coaches signaling in the plays offensively and defensively to their team so that they can decode those signs in the weeks leading up to the game so that by game time, if James Franklin or Ryan Day or whoever they're playing goes right shoulder, right arm up, let me swing it around like I'm, you know, waving a towel here and then hit my belt. Most of the times, me and you, that's gibberish. I don't know what that means. And it's tough to pick up in a game-like atmosphere. But because Michigan did all this illegally, which, by the way, they they can't go in person to scout future uh, people, uh, teams, games. Should have mentioned that. And you can video in stadiums of future opponents' games. So Michigan's breaking two rules. In person, future scouting. And also, by the way, doing so with video. Two rules they broke. And now they're able to decode the signs that coaches are giving to their team before the game so that, again, when you do the hand signal just said, you know, oh, 
That's a sweep to the right. Hey, guys, they're going to hand the ball off to the right side of the field. And then you can align, if your defense is on the field, align to stop that. Or if you're on offense and you see your the defensive coordinator hit the B, you know, the belt, let's go, oh, B means blitz. Oh, he's in his belt. The guys are going to blitz. You can now tell the offense, hey, blitz is coming. Let's change the play or let's change the protection to guard against that. So the Astros, right, were banging the trash can to tell the batter what play, uh, what pitch was coming. The Michigan Wolverines have people going to games illegally in person, videoing them illegally, and then watching the video to decode the signs before the game, which you can't do, in order that by game time, they basically knew what each signal meant so they could basically know what each play is being run on the offensive and defensive ends and have a major advantage and knowing before the ball is snapped what the other team is doing each and every play. And just like the Astros, Michigan is riding this wave to success. The Astros that year, right, the the 2017 year, they won the World Series. They rode that cheating scandal, and they rode that cheating system to a World Series championship. Well, look at Michigan. Because this alleged cheating started in 2021. So let me just, let's just break down the numbers really fast here. Michigan pre-cheating? Michigan currently cheating. So again, it started in 2021. If we look at the Jim Harbaugh era then, pre-cheating, alleged cheating, I should say, pre-alleged cheating from 2015 when he got there until 2020, Jim Harbaugh won 69% of his games. He won 49 and 22. Against his three big rivals, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, he went a combined 6-11 and 11 in those six seasons. Did not have one Big Ten championship, so zero, zero Big Ten championships. Zero times did Michigan finish above third place in their own division. Now, let's look at Michigan since, cheat, uh, since the alleged cheating. 2021, 2022, and so far half of 2023. In those two and a half seasons, since they have allegedly been cheating and illegally filming team signals and decoding them, they are 33-3, and good for a 92% win percentage. Against their big three rivals, they are 6-1. and They've won two Big Ten championships and made two college football playoff appearances, soon to be three in each if this season goes how we think it's going to go. So... Just to recap here, before Michigan cheated, they were a good team, right? 70% of their games, okay. Not as great as you want to get to the rivals. They were okay. Again, 6-11 and 11 against your big three rivals. No Big Ten championships. And again, zero times do they finish in the Big Ten East Division above third place. Now, they start cheating. In the two and a half years, they started cheating they win the Big Ten back-to-back years. They beat Ohio State back-to-back years. They make the college football playoff back-to-back years. They're currently undefeated. And right now, as we sit here on Tuesday, November 24th, are the betting favorite to win the national championship game. Is that a coincidence to you? Is that a coincidence? Before cheating, they're an average to good team. Post-cheating or since they started cheating, Their numbers in terms of success, in terms of big wins, in terms of Big Ten championships have skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. 
And that's why if you are the NCAA, I don't know how you look at this. And again, if you can come to a quick conclusion, if you can gain evidence and prove Michigan knowingly and willingly sent people to different opponent, future opponents' games, which you cannot do, filmed the team's sideline signals, which you cannot do, and used this for their benefit, Jim Harbaugh needs to be fired immediately, and you cannot allow this Michigan team who has benefited so far from cheating this season to compete for a national championship. You can't do it. It's unfair to everybody else in college football. You cannot do it. That's why this is so serious. This has massive implications. This is a team, a storied football team that could have their rise to prominence back again be because of nefarious actions, be because of illegal activity. And there's no way, there is no way on this earth you can convince me or try to make an argument that Jim Harbaugh didn't know. There's no way. It's too elaborate. It's too big. ESPN on Monday said that the Michigan staffer, Connor Stallions, bought, excuse me, 30 tickets, 30 Big Ten games over three years. Now, Yahoo Sports today is, is reporting that on top of just Big Ten games, they've gone to infuti- uh, and, and scouting future uh, Michigan opponents. They've also gone to future college football playoff opponents in years past. They've been to the SEC title game. Last year, they went to Tennessee. They've looked at other potential opponents of who they could play and tried to get people in those stadiums to video their signals to have an advantage if they were to meet in the college football playoff. I don't see how this is any different than the Astros. The Astros cheated to know what pitch was coming. Michigan is cheating to know what play is coming. What's the difference? What is the difference? You're really telling me there's not an advantage if you're the defense and you know what play is coming. You cannot make an argument. You cannot tell me if you're on offense and you know the blitz is coming through the A-gap or you know that they are playing a zone defense, that play, that you then will not know how to check out of the play and, and put in a better play to have more success. You absolutely will. You can't tell me that doesn't matter. It matters. It absolutely matters. That's why Michigan is doing it. And that's why Michigan is going to the lengths that they did it. 30 games or 30 different Big Ten games they went to over three years. Do the math. I mean, that's any opponent they took seriously. That season on their schedule, they basically were in that stadium. And then they expanded it to now go see different potential college football playoff teams they could face. It's obviously working enough to where there's another report, another report, Oregon-Washington. Out west, when Oregon was sixth in the country, Michigan had someone there. They clearly believed it gave them some sort of advantage because they, look how, they're going to the west coast, they're going to the south, they're going everywhere in Big Ten country to get video and film of coaches signaling to their players. They wouldn't spend that money 
they wouldn't go to those lengths if it didn't work. It obviously works. And so now we are looking at the Michigan Wolverines, one of the best teams of the last three years, potentially building all their success and trying to win a national national championship this year off of the foundation of illegal sign stealing. Exactly what the Astros did. It's no different. And there needs to be consequences ASAP. There needs to be conclusions ASAP. If you're the NCAA, I think you owe it to every other Division I college football program to have a resolution made and get to the bottom of this before Selection Sunday, before the college football playoff field is set. Because you cannot allow Michigan, if they are convicted of cheating, this season, last season, 2021, you cannot allow them, a program convicted of cheating, if found true, to compete for a championship and leave another team out that I'm not going to say did things the right way, but didn't cheat. Can't do it. So you look at this. This is... This is the Astros 2.0. This is college football's Astros scandal right now coming to life. Michigan is alleged to be stealing signs illegally, sending people to stadiums, which you cannot do, filming the, the coaches' signals, which you absolutely cannot do, in order to memorize them, decode them by the time they play um, later on in the season and have answers to every single play the other team is running. That's a massive advantage, and if found guilty, if found to have done this, Jim Harbaugh needs to be fired immediately, and Michigan should be ineligible to compete for the college football national title this season. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, add Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three is where you could tweet me. Are you with me? Like, are you as strong about this as I am? This is egregious. And this is giving one team a massive advantage and no one else has. It is just a big deal in your mind. 855-212-4227. Tom is in Alabama. Hello, Tom. Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. We're doing well, man. What's on your mind? Uh, I respectfully disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Oh, okay. Before I say anything, I want you to know I'm a huge Alabama fan, big fan of the SEC, and there's nothing more than I would like to go for Harbaugh's juggler. Having said that, my problem is connecting all the dots unless this staffer who was employed by the University of Michigan personally attended each and every game. The reason I say that is because of this. I don't think there would be anything that would prevent, right or wrong, this staffer from contacting, finding out who for instance, undergrad who's in law school attended one of the competing schools and going to a game and checking it out and scouting them, and they would never know. For instance, when I was in law school, we had a ton of Auburn people. You know, I'm Alabama. Right. They would always go to several of the Alabama games, and they would pass along information to Auburn people who in turn would pass along to Auburn staff. So, you know, I just think 
especially given it takes the NCAA forever. Oh, it does. To do anything, nothing's going to happen. If it does, it's going to be a long time because we saw the same same thing with uh, Cam Newton back in 2010. There were allegations he took hush money, and once they found out Auburn was going to be in the national championship, the SEC declared that they were eligible. And I don't even know if the NCAA did anything. It's after Auburn won the national championship, so. I just have my doubts based on the accusations. It's well, let me say this, Tom, to, to give some more details for it. I know we kind of touched on it briefly, but to just give you more details. So here's what, at least being accused, and what ESPN and or Yahoo Sports is reporting. Right. The Michigan staffer, on his own credit card, has bought tickets to 30 different Big Ten uh, games that did not involve Michigan and forwarded the tickets along to different people. He's also bought okay. tickets to the SEC championship game. He's gone to Oregon, Washington, reportedly. He's gone to Tennessee, reportedly, to scout potential future college football playoff opponents for Michigan. I don't believe, at least the reporting is, that this Michigan staffer attended the game personally. But what he did was buy all the tickets and then forward them to whoever would be his runner, if you will, and they would go to the games and they would sit in the same spot 45-yard line, high enough to look down on the opponent's sideline for some games. Like, for example, Tom, they he bought tickets this past weekend, Penn State, Ohio State. Right, Michigan has played neither so far, and obviously both are on their schedule in the next month. They He bought on opposite sidelines in the same exact basically area, just opposite, uh, opposite sides of the field, tickets to go uh, to sit on both sides of the field in order to have people on both sides film one side Ohio State, film one side Penn State. So... There is a paper trail already right now of while he himself did not go, look like he had people go in his stead in order to do what, you know, the acts you want to do. Well, I agree. If everything points, if if you can connect the dots, then Harbaugh's in trouble. I'm just afraid they're going to come up with something to uh, rationalize what happened and disassociate themselves from it all somehow. Who's they? You saying Michigan or the NCAA? Yeah, Michigan. Well, I'll say this, and, and appreciate the call, Tom. This is what I'll say to that, is the paper trail doesn't really seem to give Michigan an out. We already know, right, that this Michigan staffer bought the tickets in his own name. That's a paper trail that ESPN and Yahoo Sports is reporting. So there's already now details and evidence right there about this scheme. The NCAA is looking, at least, to try to get the laptop of Connor Stallions, who, again, is a Michigan staffer. If they, and again, I don't, look, I'm no tech guy, right? I'm not going to pretend to be. I don't know how easy and or hard it is to wipe things out on a hard drive. I have no idea. But if there is text messages, if there is emails sent of these videos from, you know, people at these games to send to coaches, and all of a sudden a Jim Harbaugh's email or another coach's email, here's a three-hour-long video file of Ohio State's defensive coordinator signaling in every single play for his defense, uh, it's pretty hard if you're Michigan to deny and or brush under the rug. That's where technology could come really back to bite Michigan here and really make this one where they can wiggle their way out of or just write it off and say, ah, we have negligence, we're not sure, we're just going to push under the rug. This is looking like a major right now scandal in college football. And I don't see how if you are the NCAA, if again, because right, innocent till proven guilty, if proven guilty, I'm not saying he is, if 
found guilty. No way you can allow Jim Harbaugh to coach Michigan again. And no way you can allow Michigan to compete in this year's national championship. I, you, you hear that. Should, if Michigan is proven to have been cheating, do you think they should be allowed to compete for this year's college football playoff? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Also, when we do return here, I've seen a lot of people saying, who really cares? Why is this a big deal? Part of the reason why I think people think that way is because they assume Jim Harbaugh won't be back in Michigan next year. Run with the way I look at it, I think it's more likely than unlikely Harbaugh's back at Michigan, or at least I should say more likely than unlikely that Harbaugh is not in the NFL. Tell you why I don't see him going to the NFL next. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. It's Ryan Hickey with you here on CBS Sports Radio. I don't want to jinx it. we got a half hour of the show left here, but I think I can confidently say, kiss of death coming up here, by the way, that my voice is going to make it for this show. I'll be honest, I was nervous. It's been an interesting, I don't say rough because it's been fun, but an interesting last two weeks for yours truly here. How about this in terms of scheduling? Back-to-back Friday night weddings. One two weeks ago, one just past Friday. One wedding I was in, one of my good friends from home was the following uh, Friday as well. So it's been a busy last two weeks. Been run down. One uh, wedding was in Rhode Island. We're here in New York City, so it's a little bit of a trip. It's been, and my voice has really gotten, you know, has taken the brunt of it. Anytime Mr. Brightside comes on, let me tell you, move, move off the dance floor. DJ, put the mic down. I got it from here. That is one where I could belt out every single word to for three, four minutes. Run it on repeat. I mean, no one else at the wedding would want that, but at least I would be in my happy place there. So my voice has kind of been through the ringer here the last two weeks or so, and I was a little nervous about four hours trying to make it through, but again, still half hour to go, long way to go. But I think we have, I feel pretty good that at least the voice will not go out between now and 10 p.m. Eastern. Okay. But speaking of going out, I think people assume, as it's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio, that Jim Harbaugh will be on his way out of Michigan and in the NFL next year. Here's what I would caution against that assumption, or I should say here's why I should caution against that assumption. We're going to have proper English here. And that is this. Jim Harbaugh's tried to go to the NFL the last two years. He's not hid the fact that he desperately wants to be an NFL head coach again. And you look at his actions – Two years ago after the 2021 season, they beat Ohio State for the first time, win the Big Ten, go to the college football playoff. That offseason, right, the year after that, Harbaugh is on National Signing Day with the Minnesota Vikings interviewing for a job. Not at Michigan, welcoming recruits at or in the Minnesota Vikings facility, trying to get their head coaching job, didn't get it, went to uh, Kevin O'Connell, right, as we know. After that job, we'll say rejection, or that job interview didn't go too well for Jim Harbaugh, he said publicly, you know, this is a one-time interview. Don't worry. I am back here in Michigan. That, my quench for the NFL has been, you know, it's been, or my thirst, I should say, for the NFL has been quenched. I am all good. I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry about me. This won't be a year-to-year thing. What happened the very next offseason? Jim Harbaugh is interviewing for the Broncos, and he's talking with the Panthers. He wants to be an NFL head coach. He's talked to and or interviewed with three teams. None said yes. It's not an assumption Jim Harbaugh will be in the NFL next year. 
it's not as you can't assume that teams want Harbaugh. He's had plenty of opportunities to leave, or he's wanted to, I should say, leave, had opportunities with other jobs, and has not landed any. So don't assume that all this trouble that Jim Harbaugh is, again, allegedly uh, a part of and involved with, don't assume that he's not going to see the the end of it because he'll be in the NFL. His stock has been the highest the last two years at Michigan, going to the playoff, beating Ohio State, You really think now, after he wasn't hired each of the last two years when he had the opportunity to, you really think now all of a sudden teams with this scandal hanging over his head and maybe calling into question the legitimacy of the last three years for Michigan football, the teams are going to be running to hire him? I don't think so. So don't assume he'll be in Michigan uh, for the long haul. Or I should say, don't assume he'll be in the NFL anytime soon. That's what I meant to say. Don't Don't assume he'll be at Michigan or... In the NFL, geez, I keep screwing this up. In the NFL in 2024 and beyond here. All right. I can't talk anymore, so let's go to you. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are found guilty of cheating and illegally stealing signs, should they be allowed to compete for a college football playoff national championship? Allen is calling from Wisconsin. What's up, Allen? Good evening. How are you this evening? Doing good, buddy. What's on your mind, man? Well, so I'm obviously from Wisconsin, not a Michigan fan, don't like Ohio State. I just am curious if they couldn't prove with all the NFL's might with Spygate and Deflategate and all the different things with everything that goes on with the NFL, I think unless that they can, like you said, have that smoking gun of video that was sent to Harbaugh, how, you know, I think – it came out that this guy was uh, a military guy. He yes. claims he's a strategist, all that kind of thing. You know, my concern is that they'd be able to go, well, this guy, he was just hired. His job is solving problems. So he did this all on his own to basically make himself more valuable and that he was figuring this out. Right. And I, I just, I'm afraid that it's going to take a long time. And unless you literally have that smoking gun, it's, plausible deniability of man this guy you know yeah well yeah you know we're smart enough not to have you know a guy pay for everything on his right. own you know if we were really wanting to do that I, the just, ncaa so... alan listen to your fears because you know what they did a few years ago they changed some guidelines where now basically it's assumed the head coach of a college football program knows everything so it's like even though it's right now it is tied to directly the one michigan staffer the ncaa is under the assumption when they're investigating that Jim Harbaugh knows. And again, let's be honest. Let's live in the real uh, real world, right, Alan? Jim Harbaugh knows. There's no well, way I, he doesn't I, know. He's the I head coach of the agree. Michigan Wolverines. There is no way you have no idea or ignorant to the fact that a staffer you hired is now all of a sudden getting all of these details, spending all this money, having people go to different games across the country, and you have no idea why he's doing it or the benefit for it. There's no way. I, I 100% agree. You still worry because you look at the, Calipari, the Caliparis and all these other guys that somehow just find a way to they get some sanctions but just always seem to never quite get nailed to the wall, regardless of what they do. It just – and No, I hear know, you, Alan. It's going to take forever. It's just frustrating. Well, that is gonna, that you are 100% right about, and I appreciate the call, but it's going to take probably forever. That's the way the NCAA moves. 
Um, now, I will say they seem to be a little bit more vindictive and a little bit more motivated when it comes to Jim Harbaugh and, and cracking him down. So maybe there'll be a little expedited hustle here from the NCAA, but you're probably right in the sense that this won't be solved anytime soon. Um, so for at least 2023, probably doubt anything of serious consequence will happen, even though it's a shame that right now there's alleged cheating and we may not find out for a while. But Jim Harbaugh, if he if this is proven to be true, Jim Harbaugh screwed. He's absolutely screwed. He's getting fired. Because there's no way that you can uh, believe and or assume that a head coach of a major college football program has no idea what's going on. And the NCAA, I think, thinks that the same exact thing. Thinks that same exact thing. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three on Twitter here. If found guilty, should Michigan still be allowed to compete for the college football playoff this year? And should Jim Harbaugh be fired? Should he be the man, the, the not the fall guy, but even just the man to blame for right now all this alleged cheating right now that is allegedly, again, going on with the Michigan football program, 855-212-4227. Again, Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. We'll get your thoughts on this cheating scandal. Also, too, one other thing to wrap up for Monday Night Football. Tell you why you should not be jumping off the 49ers bandwagon. We'll do that when we do return. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. We got ourselves a tremendous Game 7. Diamondbacks 3, Phillies 2, bottom of the 5th. Phillies right now have a runner on second base, one out. Bryce Harper at the plate. This has been so far what has been a this has been a tremendous season, or a tremendous series, a series that I did not think we'd be at this point. Talking about Game Seven after the Phillies just absolutely raked the Diamondbacks over the Coles in Games One and Two, and the Phillies looked like they were going to roll through the Snakes, roll through whoever came out of the AL, and win the World Series relatively easily. But credit to Arizona, man. They keep fighting. They are not intimidated. And here they are right now with two outs in the fifth inning in a game seven with a chance to go to the World Series, up three to two over the Phillies in Philadelphia. Season on the line last year, go uh, last night, go into Citizens Bank Park, win the game, force a game seven. They have been tough. They have been really tough. They deserve a lot of credit right now. For being in this game. And again, 3-2, pitching change, two outs, bottom of the fifth. Phillies have a runner on second. Snakes have a 3-2 lead. Chance to tie it up here. Do the fills as we go to a commercial break. NBA also underway, 113-101. Nuggets right now over the Lakers. Denver raised the championship banner, got their championship rings on as well. Big night in Denver, three minutes left, up by 12. Look to have... Kind of really cement what has been a fun and cheerful night uh, about celebrating the championship last year by also now getting a win to start the NBA season. We're at least now talking a lot this hour about the latest cheating scandal and the latest updates with the Michigan cheating scandal, which we learned from ESPN yesterday was a Michigan staffer advanced scouting future opponents on Michigan's schedule by going to or buying tickets to 30 different Big Ten games over the course of three years, 
something you cannot do. It's against NCAA rules to be in-person scouting a future opponent, and it's also against NCAA rules to use video, excuse me, while scouting a future uh, future season opponent, and Michigan right now is being accused of doing both. If found to be guilty, I think Jim Harbaugh should be fired, and I think Michigan should not be allowed to compete for a national title this season because you cannot have a team convicted of cheating still be able to win a national championship that is not fair to every other team in college football who's doing things by the book. Where do you come down right now on Michigan and their cheating scandal? 855-212-4227. James is calling from Indianapolis. Hello, James. Hey, thanks for the call. Hey, uh, Harbaugh will be the Dallas Cowboy uh, head coach next wow. year. That's a t- number Number two. Uh, Why you do know, you say that? Like hold on, hold on, hold on, James, James. Why yeah. do you say that? Because what you what's, what you think is going to happen is going to happen, and it should happen. Uh, that Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. Yeah, yeah. Because Dallas, look at Dallas right now. They're they're not they're not great, and they're the same as they've been. So. Uh, and why you would know, Jerry Jones uh, hire someone that wants like full control that Jim Harbaugh wants? Uh, he'll he'll give it up to be a head coach of Dallas. I promise you. Okay. He did it for Mike. Uh, Mike I doubt that, but all right. was his coach, or uh, Mike Dickens was his coach. He handled that guy pretty well. All right. So Jim Harbaugh to the Cowboys next year. What else we got? Okay. So then also it's like a movie. If you put say anything and uh, Johnny be good together, you got what's happening right now. Okay. You might get that reference. Might not. Whatever. And number two. The uh, the NCAA is a very evil organization. They are just like the FDA. They will let things happen. People get hurt. Get to get all the money, and then four years later, act upon it. And if I'm correct, isn't there an NCAA individual in every campus that has to kind of monitor things? And every time it's like, oh, I didn't know that he was driving a Beamer. I didn't know. So this is all bull. And, and again, Cam Newton, back to that guy, his parents were given a house to live in that even though his dad was well off, it wasn't his house. It, it, there's so many references to that. Reggie Bush. I mean, we can go years back to Jim McMahon. I mean, they are an evil organization, and we need to steer clear and I will tell everybody I can to put your kids in golf or hockey, give up this whole notion of stuff you can't trust and see. Thank you. That's well, there's a lot there. I, I'm unaware about the FDA, to be honest. Um, in terms of evil organization, you, you got me there. I got to do a, a little bit more research. Can't pretend I know a lot about the Food Drug Administration. But anyway, going back to what I do know, at least with the NCAA, I agree that they're in, they are maybe not evil. They are a terribly run organization terribly run. They're awful. The NCAA is absolutely awful for the people that they are supposed to protect and govern. These student athletes, they don't do either of those. They are terrible. I don't believe that there's an NCAA guidance or a compliance person at every, I got to double check that every campus, but the NCAA, I'll tell you this, has a vendetta against Jim Harbaugh. They have it out for him for whatever reason. Going back a few years ago when he's allegedly, you know, coaching when he shouldn't during dead time and during COVID, NCA is, is looking to get him. And now you add this on top of it, they're coming after him. But this is also on Harbaugh. He's allegedly being accused of cheating, stealing signs, 
that allows him to know what plays the offense and defense are running in real time, which gives Michigan a massive advantage for each and every game they play. That's a problem. That's a major problem. You cannot allow that team this year, if they have been accused and proven to be cheating, to allow to, to be able to compete for a national championship. JJ, it's call from Alabama. What's up, JJ? Hey, yeah. So thanks for taking my call. Thanks for All making right, it, man. So if that's really true, it will show up on the field going forward, I think. So that's fair. I mean, now, Michigan's a good team. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that they're not, yeah, right. but. Right. Oh, well, of course they are. You could but definitely say the cheating aided them. It, 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 it's going to show up on the field somewhere toward the end of the season, even if it's in the end of the Big Ten championship game. But well, probably not there because. I don't know if Iowa. anybody's mentioned this yet. Okay. But the college football playoff championship committee can watch them real close. And if they think they're not as good without doing that, they can say, no, you're not getting in the playoff. You're not one of the best four teams. You're right. Bye-bye. No, J.J., you're 100% right. They absolutely could do that. They could shut so, the door in Michigan. They could use their judgment and say, you know what, with the cheating, with how you look since, we don't feel good about it. You, that's a right. great point. You're 100% right so, about that. I, w- I want to make one more point. Sure. And this is a crazy one Uh-oh. because it's probably not going to happen. Well, let's get nuts here. But if Alabama's offensive line ever puts oh, four quarters of football together, whoever they're playing that day is just. You think it's going to happen, because, JJ? No, I really don't because okay. a high school senior could beat our left tackle. Yeah, Alabama's I mean, had a lot of There's problems. There's probably 10 of them just in this county that I'm standing in that could beat him. But we'll see. Maybe he will come together by the end of the season if they get through these next three games. Well, LSU's going to be tough, JJ. They know. put up points, as you know. They put up a yeah, lot of points. Jalen Milrow can stand back and look like Tom Brady used to at the Patriots, you're burned. Well, unfortunately, that's not been the, the case. He's done that every time he's been allowed to do that. Every also time. holds on to the ball Except too for a long. couple of overthrows. Oh, well, that's her too, but. I mean, yeah, he's been a little bit up and down. Appreciate the call, JJ. And Alabama's offensive line has been a big time struggle for sure, amongst other things as well. Um, but back to Michigan, it's a good point. Like in the sense that if you're the committee now, again, committee has taken everything into account. They can look how Michigan played when they were allegedly cheating up until really this point. Now you still have Penn State and Ohio State on your schedule going forward. I still think, I mean, cheating or not. Frankly, I think Michigan's the better team um, than both Penn State and Ohio State. But if those games are closer than they should be, or they lose one of the two, Michigan's on the outside looking in. Michigan's done. And now if you're Harbaugh, again, you are, if you, this is proven true, I think your future's in trouble. Program's future's in trouble. This is, to me, the Astros 2.0. How they cheated to get an advantage by knowing which pitch was coming is exactly what Michigan is accused of doing by trying to get an advantage and knowing what play is coming. You can have a lot of success and win a lot of games when you know what the other team is doing each and every time. All right, that'll do it for this Tuesday edition 
with me, Ryan Hickey, with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. A huge thank you to Andrew Scarpacci doing a great job producing the show on this evening. Good news. I am back Thursday. Back Thursday, same time, same place, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. If you missed any of the show from tonight or going forward, want to still stay in tune with what we're talking about here, subscribe to the podcast, Hick at Night. It is free. It is free. Hick at Night, night spelled N-I-T-E. That is where you can listen to this show, every show moving forward. Also, I throw in bonus material as well throughout the entire week. And where you can listen to my weekly Saturday show, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. right here on CBS Sports Radio. So that is the one-stop shop, if you will. Hick at Night podcast, night spelled N-I-T-E. Do not even think about changing the style. JR Sport Brief is up next. Don't go anywhere. This is CBS Sports Radio. Been a blast hanging with you. We'll talk to you Thursday. It's been Ryan Hickey with you. Where else? Right here on CBS Sports Radio. Have a great night.